Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how the best television theme song uh, is the, the Golden Girls. Um, thank you for being a friend by Cynthia Fee. Is that, um, is that where we landed yep. on that? Uh, right. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Michael, Holly Michael, and Michael, Matt Holly. Michael, thank you for being a friend. Travel around the world. And back, back again. Yeah, your heart is true. You're a pal and a comrade. Yeah, that's enough. And if you threw a party, both of you shut up. And invited That's enough. Everyone. I just, I just thought I'd roll that boulder yeah, down the hill and just let it did. go. Uh huh. You would see. Shut up. <laughs> the greatest gift would be from me, and the card attached would say, "Well, this will be my last podcast ever." <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. So you feel better now? Yeah, you I feel great. <laughs> I know one line from that song, and all it took was me to do that for you to recite the, the entire thing. damn thing. I don't know the second verse. I just know the first verse. Thank God. Um, uh, so that which begs the question: Which golden girl are you? I don't know their names. There's Dorothy, Zornak, uh, Rose Nyland, Blanche Devereaux, and Sophia Petrillo. Which one's the whore? Uh, Blanche. That's me. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's Blanche. I'm the whore. Um, I don't. I feel. Is like, there one that just eats crab cakes all day long? Because I want to be that one. Yeah, I would say probably. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna. I. I feel like I'm a Sophia, but um, I'm probably on. more of a Rose. Can we move on. Can we edit this? <laughs> this <laughs> oh this should have been edited in post. Uh, all right. So what are you guys eating? Crab cakes. Crab so cakes. So freaking good. Holy crap! Somebody sent us crab cakes. Finally, Danae Crumrine. Thank you, Denise. At D-E-N-E-E-C on Twitter. Seriously, these things are bonkers. One of our new listeners from Maryland. Thank you. She uh, voluntarily sent us crab cakes. Oh, my gosh. Hey, guys. Hmm. This podcast officially has crabs. (laughs) Indeed. I mean, it had them before, but... Rim shot. But, uh... (laughs) That's really freaking good. Yeah, it is is really good. Oh, my God. It's been a good week, bro. We got, uh... Beers in the mail. Tons of beer, crab cakes. I know. Yeah, we literally have five glasses of beer here. Um, I won't ask Danae to do it again. If anybody else from Maryland wants to send, like, I don't know, like a truckload more of these, we're still waiting on um, Vermont's maple syrup. They haven't. Um, <laughs> Vermont's not on board yet. Vermont's Vermont on board. is still. Croatia's on board, but Vermont's Vermont's not. On board. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We mm. we told you last week to tell your friends in Vermont. Apparently, nobody has friends in Vermont. Um, I don't blame you because <laughs> they're the worst. <laughs> still hope they fall into the ocean. <laughs> All right, so Matt's going to lead us through a beer tasting because we literally mm. have five beers that um, some dudes sent us. Matt's going to talk about that. Cause I don't... The podcast from California, Bros, Bibles, and Beer. Um, Michael, sure you're going to eat your crab cake. Got that name right. <laughs> yeah, um, Bros, Bibles, and Beer, uh, at Bros, Bibles, Beer on Twitter. Um, we're, doing a, we're doing a beer exchange with them. It's a really good thing we're not Facebook living this or like Periscope. Are you really? Because that was creepy. The rest of this? Um, yeah. You want me to just take it? I had dinner before I got here. It's delicious, so take it together. <laughs> Give it to Mikey. He'll eat it. Yeah. <coughs> Brad's the one who's eating it. Um, so we got, we're doing a beer exchange with those guys in California on Bros Bibles and Beer. Um, so they sent us five local beers from LA. I've got beers behind me. I'm sending them from Indiana this week. Uh, we have the Black House. Modern Times beer. It's a coffee roasty stout. Is this, right. the, is, is this the right one? I believe that'd be the right one. I gotta try that one. No, no, no. That'd be the. That's your common work. This is it? Yeah, I think All that's right. it. Mm. I think you're wrong. Oh, my word. No, that's definitely coffee roasty. Dude, that's yeah. bonkers. Yeah, that's oh, really yeah, that's good. good. What oh, is Oh, wow. It's called Black House Modern Times beer. It's I think Modern stout. Times is the one is the brewery I've seen that had. I don't think you can get this they, in Indiana. 
They uh, it's 75% Ethiopian, 25% Sumatra. I think and they actually nice. roast their own beans, like they do their own beans there. I think this is a brewery that also has a Pop Tart beer. So, <clears throat> I don't know. What, what I do know about, um, as a coffee master, yeah. uh, Ethiopian coffee, you get a little bit of the citrus uh, flavor. African coffees have that. And then the Sumatran coffee is a little bit of the earthiness that you get from coffee. And, uh, and then, you, then get you get good beer. beer flavored from it, too. Yeah, that's really, really, that's a really good stuff. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, so next on the list is the Golden Road Saison uh, Citron. Also delicious. It's also very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried it yet. I'll let you know. Okay. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like uh, grapefruit or something. Yeah. Well, it would be citrus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called citrus. Yeah, it would be a good good hot weather beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, next on the list, we have the Firestone, I'm going to mispronounce this, Pivo. Pivo? Pivo? Pivo. Hoppy Pills. Uh, where are we at on that one? Where's this one? It's the one, one right that looks here? like uh, apple juice. Yeah, it's probably that one. Yep. It's not bad. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. Mm, I like that. It's okay. Yeah, it'd be a good, another good hot weather. Yeah, it's a good grilling beer. Mm-hmm. It's a Pilsner. I mean, yeah. Pilsners are never super exceptional. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's kind of like your mom. Well, what? A Pilsner never, are super exceptional. Never super wow, exceptional. Wow, good lord. <laughs> Sorry, mom. No, you're not listening. She's not listening. She Hi, know. Debbie. I'm going to pretend like she doesn't know we're doing this. Um, <laughs> the next one is the Hangar 24 Betty IPA. What? What is that? Oh. Hmm. Yeah, that it's, a, is, it's a monster. That's a monster IPA right there. That's mm, good. Ooh, that's not joking around. Mm-mm. That's real. It's real life. I wouldn't want to drink a bunch of these in a row, but those are <laughs> as we guzzle five different kinds. <laughs> of beer. I'm really looking forward to vomiting later. Just, just as yeah, five beers and on top of the beer and, and crab the crab cakes and yeah, this is next level. Yeah, what we're doing here. And then finally, we have the Ballast Point, which we get Ballast Point here. In Indiana now, just now within the last couple of months. Uh, this yeah. is the Commodore American Stout. Ooh, smoky. Yeah, it is a little bit. Mm. I do get a little smoke on that one. Mm. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. I like the cough. The first yeah, two were yeah, my that, favorite. Yeah, those first two were really, mm. really good, especially the the modern, modern times. times and the saison citron. Yeah, very, very good. Very so good. thank you guys. We thank appreciate you, that very much. Hey, thank you for being a friend. Your beers. Oh my! Shut up. The beers are sending be, us beers, and the we'll beers send them will back be, again. Yeah, the beers will be in the mail tomorrow. Actually, your right, I'm gonna make myself podcast is cake. true. Yeah, stop eating crab cake. Okay. Shut up and just continue. Oh my gosh. Brad's got the meat sweats. Yeah, yeah like, I do. Yeah. <clears throat> it's pretty warm in here too. Sorry. I love it. Um, all right. So with that, let's go into the news feed. Brad, are you even? Did you bring anything? No, Brad's <laughs> only been thinking about crab, crab cakes. And no, but I have a I have an alternate. I had one, but I want to do something different. Okay, what are you gonna do? Right. So <laughs> striptease. There's a couple of movies that if I see them on TV, I literally can't not watch them. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, those two movies are A Few Good Men. Yep. Not <laughs> particularly great movies, but A Few Good I Men. I hope you say the one I, I, yeah, I no, always This will not be one that you say. Freaking Scarface. Ah, <laughs> no. I can't not watch that movie. Uh, can't do it. I can't skip it. That Al Pacino is so ridiculously mm-hmm. over the top in that movie. Yeah. I have to watch it. It's, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. My brain is literally blanking on the one I'm thinking of. What's the one? The uh, Morgan Freeman's in. Oh, Shawshank. Yeah, Shawshank. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's another one. one. I'm Can't stop that. Okay, I was going to say, so what, I was just going to ask what uh, movies mm. are those for you? Shawshank, Dirty Dozen, and... Uh, oh, Dirty Dozen's a good one. And Dumb and Dumber. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, those are good. 
Mm-hmm. Shawshank's definitely on my list. I would say, like, the problem is some of the movies I'd like to, like, I would watch all the time, they get edited so heavily. Oh, right. Like, freaking Blazing Saddles. I would yeah, love, like, I if that's on, I would watch it, but yeah. it's garbage on TV. Yeah. They even edit out the fart scene, I think. I it's like, really? I know. Seriously? It's 2016. Like, you go to FX, you got people, like, live humping on TV, and you, you want to cut out a fart scene <laughs> right. Blazing yeah. Saddles. You're watching Livelings. Collins. <laughs> a 20-something single. You know what's another one that I tend to, I've watched several times, and I can't explain why. It's a horrible movie. The Replacements. I've never uh, seen that. It's Keanu Reeves right. as a football player with Gene Hackman as the coach. Do you hate yourself for a some reason? A little bit, a little bit. I do. For some reason, I always watch that movie, and I don't know why. That I was is. just thinking about this That's last night because a through. few good men was on, and I was like, oh, "There it is. Got to yep. watch it." Yep. Every time, yeah. Let us know what your your um, your what would you call what would you call that movie? The I don't, I don't know, like uh, I want to say clickbait, but must watch. That's not it. Must watch. But it's not even your favorite movie, like. Stop, drop, and watch. Like I, w- yeah, I would never even consider either of those two movies anywhere near my favorite movie. Yeah, you but, would. It wouldn't be top ten, right? But it's. But like, I just I have yeah, to watch it. Isn't anywhere near my top yeah. anything. So. Yeah. <clears throat> Very good, Matthew. What do you got, buddy? Uh, a little science this time around. Um, I saw this. It's on uh, futurism.com. Is why Neil deGrasse Tyson is like completely like. I don't know. You person. really had a trouble with that. Trouble with that. <laughs> I, did. I had a yeah. thought, and then it just grabbed the cramp. You stuck the, brain the landing. It drives man. me crazy. I had to. I had to like stop falling. Yeah, he's a little over the top. It's just like, okay, we get it. You like science, and you don't like religion. That's well, that uh, field goal wasn't good on that because of the uh, curvature. The, I don't give a shit. <laughs> My team lost. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson is yeah. commenting on football. Yeah, yeah, but he always. It's always like. Whatever's trending. It's like, over-the-top science stuff. It's just like, we get it. It's just, it's kind of obnoxious. I followed him for a minute, and it was about, that was enough. Yeah. So. Um, so, the speed of light. Insufferable. That's the word it, I was yes, thinking. Yes, that's it. Insufferable. Insufferable, yeah. especially on Twitter. The, the speed of light. I don't follow him on Twitter, but I Is, <clears throat> just for reference, okay? I'm talking about the speed of light. The speed of light is 671 million miles per hour. Mm, what's the Bible say about that? Not, not in my Bible. It's 186... <laughs> 186,000 miles per second. So it's what a light year is. <laughs> my wife's here eating a crab cake, so um, and grinning crazily. Anyway, so light it's light year is how long it takes light to travel, or how long light. What am I trying to say? How long is Buzz Lightyear? Shut up. <laughs> anyway, it's it's a it's 186,000 miles per second. Now that's how long just it takes to, put, to go from to infinity and beyond. I'm in, I'm in Michael Troll mode tonight. That's great. I feel really good about tonight's podcast, then. If I'm going to deal with both of you guys singing well, we've all Golden Girl songs. Five beers. What do you expect? <clears throat> um, okay, so just to put the size of space in perspective, I just read this like 20 minutes ago and it blew my mind. So let's say you start on Earth, because you know that's where we are. If you're traveling at 99.9% of the speed of light, so nearly the speed of light, You'll leave the atmosphere at 299,792,458 meters per second. Yeah, okay, so you're moving. pretty quick. You're moving. It will take you 1.28 seconds to get to the moon. Okay. It will take you 4.36 minutes to get to Mars. It will take you 1.18 hours to get to Saturn. It will take you 5.35 hours to get to Pluto. The closest star to the sun, which is Proxima Centauri, will takes take you- me no time to get to Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> he had that one teed up. Yes. Oh my. 
<laughs> it's like, out of what, or the 19th episode might be the best joke you've ever had. Oh, That's fantastic. Oh my God, Michael. How did I not see though. the Uranus joke coming Yeah, out? I didn't like, either. Wow. Uh, you talk, it's, uh, it's, Uranus jokes are always on the tip of my tongue because nothing's funnier than talking about your butt. So. Wait, never mind. No. Can't use the word Uranus and tip of your tongue in the same sentence. Please stop. Stop whatever it is you're doing. Okay. So, Just on the tip of us. So, <laughs> our closest... The closest star to the sun, it would take us 4.3 years. Uh, <laughs> they're, done. They're, they're done. It's over. This podcast is done. Uh, I'm just sweating. Oh, my gosh. It is like the bayou in yeah. this house. Um, okay, so the closest potentially habitable planet is 13.78 years away, traveling at 99.9% of the speed of light. Which so you, you can't do. You're, well, obviously. But thanks. Light, you're, good. you're traveling at almost 300,000 meters per second. It will take you, to get to the center of our Milky Way galaxy, it would take you 30,000 years. Jeez. Yikes. To get to the group of a, a, a group called the Coma Cluster, a group of, uh, or Coma Cluster, a group of 1,000 ident- identified galaxies would take you 340 million years, traveling at the speed of... 98.9% of the speed of light. Uh, the largest known galaxy, it would take you 1.038 billion years to get to it. And the edge of the observable observable universe, traveling at 99.9% of the speed of light, would take you 46.5 billion you know, years. Here's the thing. Wow. Like, you get, you start throwing out words like, like numbers like that, and it literally just gets to the it point where your brain me. just shuts off. Like, you can't wrap your head around it. No. Like, you said, like, uh, 1.8 seconds to the moon. I was like, okay, cool. And then, like, outside of that, you can't even hardly wrap your head around it. No. I mean, that's just no. ridiculous. This is why the ancients created the uh, Stargate system in Stargate SG-1. <laughs> just wormholes, man. I would like to know what, so, so Gen- far, what so Genesis far. has to say about these numbers, though. Call the him. answers are in Genesis. Call I'm Ken, pretty sure. Call Ken Ham, ask him. But how? I mean, guys like that. Like, how do you get around that kind of stuff? I mean, like, I don't understand. Like, you just ignore it. No, they don't. But they, they have answers for it. Like, actually, I'm pretty sure. Speaking of Ken Ham, the new Ark. I swear to God, I saw an article this week that said there's actually dinosaurs in it. Are you kidding me? Oh, I can't wait. Well, they have. If you go to the Creation Museum, there's people riding dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. we got to go sometime. No, 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 no. no. We've Dude, got to go sometime and see how long it takes to get our asses kicked out. To get of kicked out, yeah, we probably because it lie. really wouldn't take long. We need now. to record like a Facebook video while we're doing it. Then do a podcast from right outside of it. Yeah. Live from the creation. <laughs> the place is like two and a half hours from here. Yeah, it, it really, really wouldn't is. be that That's hard to do. Probably possible. Yeah, but I mean, it's also going to the creation museum. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> we also have to give money to Ken Ham to go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If anybody yeah. has any free tickets to the creation <laughs> museum, I want to throw them away. Okay, that's that's what I've got. I just thought that was really interesting. I hadn't brought space stuff up in a while. I just thought it was. Yeah. That's just that just that's just mind blowing numbers. I mean, you it's can't, unfathomable to get to the center of just our own galaxy of thirty thousand freaking years. I mean, like that's you just can't get your brain around that kind of time. So anyway, that's what I got. Yeah. Cool. I got a story about a guy taking a bath in a giant one thousand five hundred gallon Coca Cola swimming pool. Mm. Yeah. So right. that, that's pretty much it. Is this an autobiographical? No. So this guy, he filled up a, 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 a pool, one of those pools you get at like Walmart or whatever, like a, a pier waste. can fathom what this cost to pull off. And he filled it up with Coca-Cola. And farted in it. No, well. Um, <laughs> I mean, seriously. like what? He also added 200 pounds of ice. 
Um, oh. And uh, just a bunch of Mentos. Uh. <laughs> uh. So it turned it into like a... Yeah. I saw it tub for about three seconds. And well, then... it didn't explode or anything. It's just he just is in a pool swimming around in Coca-Cola. It says, I feel like I'm in a pool of Coke, man. That was the quote. That was the quote. No, he's obviously uh, he's obviously a really uh, intelligent. Well, I, see, I saw a video. I almost used it one time of a of, of a guy filled his bathtub full of like diet coke and covered himself in like Mendos. Like he <laughs> uh, and jumped in and jumped in. It just I mean just over fo- it just foams up everywhere. It's just ridiculous. There is a video. Um, oh my gosh, I saw even better news. I'll get to it in a minute. But there is a video of uh, Coca Cola. Um, uh, swimming pool. Um, the even better news. I have a question. The Uranus joke. Yeah. They they just announced that Crystal Pepsi is coming back. Oh, wow. oh Crystal Pepsi that stuff was gross. It's you could you could look. It's Pepsi clear Pepsi. It looks like Sprite, yeah, but it's really Pepsi right. for people who weren't born in our era. There's I a reason wait. they didn't sell any of it. I loved it. I bought that well, shit. Man. That's shocking. Says the guy bought, that puts ice cubes in his freaking cereal. <laughs> I also bought Surge when they brought oh, that yeah. back. Oh. Uh, I drank that stuff so in college, gross. man. I did. I drank so much in college, I couldn't do it. It reminds me of, uh, what, Slurm from Futurama? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I also uh, it's bought... It's made from the excretions of some... Slurms McKenzie. Yeah, from some worm, like Ch- alien worm. Chocola. It's like... Ooh, the, yeah, that yeah, oh, it's good, man. No, it's I good. It. It's good. It's like the original Yoohoo. It's way good. It's like a darker chocolate. I got a can at home. No, I'm good. good. It's I'm disgusting. Good. No. It's good. Um, so it begs the question: If you were to uh, swim in a liquid, besides water, well, what kind of liquid would you like to swim in? I don't. I'm really kind of just fond of water. Yeah, I'm kind of good. No, with you water. have to pick something besides water. Come on, play along. Jello. But that's not really a liquid. Well, it's not really a solid either. It's kind of. Yeah. It skirts the rules. It's more it's of a solid than it is a liquid. It's liquid. Dude, you can't just like... What like flavor, Every time we answer, you're like, no, you I swear to God, he comes up with these hypothetical that's bullshit scenarios, <laughs> and then goes, oh, but that's the wrong answer. Jello's not a liquid. Come on. Good Lord. I'm going to answer for Brad. Chicken noodle soup. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. That would gross me out. Man. I would. The, new, the cold it'd be noodles. Like, it'd be like swimming like a, like a funky, nasty pond. Yeah, that'd be uh, nasty. Can't um, do that. I... I have swam in, not swam, but I took a bath with uh, tea before, mint tea. Oh, oh now see, that would be nice. Be I had okay. some expired uh, tea bags that were mint, and I thought, I'm not going to waste these. I'm going to take a bath. You really did this. I, I shit you not. Uh, well, I'm not surprised. It was it was delightful. That actually sounds all right. It was, it was good. It was, yeah. it was exfoliating. <laughs> um, I felt very but you refreshed. Smelled, I bet you smelled terrific. I smelled excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, but what are you going to swim Maybe in? like orange juice or something like that. Some kind of juice. High pulp or Yeah, no here's pulp. the problem, no though. Pulp. With that, you'd be sticky as hell. Okay, well. Same with Jell-O, you wouldn't? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I can't use Jell-O, apparently. No, apparently not, no. Jell-O's not a liquid, bro. I brought. I broke Michael's ridiculously stupid rules to his stupid hypothetical. <laughs> I'm going to swim in a pool of bacon. Not a liquid. Because <laughs> that's the same. That's the same. Because that's the same as Jell-O. That's a solid. Oh my god! Can we move on from this, please? Oh, okay. Good god! Like, um, and just when I was feeling like I liked him again, <laughs> after the Uranus joke, uh, there he goes. Um, so that's that's. I mean, sure, fine. Go with Jello. And what did you say? I don't even know. Orange juice. Or, that's Some kind damn. of juice. You guys suck. 
What's the right answer then? The answer what is are you fishing for, Michael? Clam chowder. No, it's not. That's disgusting. A beef stew. Can you put <laughs> That would literally like being swimming in vomit. Yeah, like that's, that's exactly what that would feel like. That's beef a stew. Swim in vomit. <laughs> Human waste. <laughs> So that which pulls it back together, Shawshank Redemption, when he's getting through Speaking, of, speaking oh. of, did you hear about the guy who like got evicted from his trailer court and retaliated by going to the, the public pool in the area and dumping a five-gallon bucket of feces into the pool? No. Like he just that was his that was his how angry reaction. how angry do you have to be? Or that, well, first of all, where are you getting a five gallon bucket? To feces. fill up a five gallon bucket full of crap. That's yeah. a lot of crap. That's it's a lot. It can't just be human feces. I don't know. It just unless says feces. he just has okay. a. I just ate like two Wait, crab cakes. Yeah. So we really have to. Talk if he about has this a right bucket, now. it brings of, back circle to Uranus. If he has a five gallon bucket of feces yeah. sitting around, he needs to get evicted. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> he, true. He had it coming. Yeah, I was a property manager. That wouldn't surprise me for. Somebody, I, I, no. I saw some shit. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. I've had to clean shit yeah, out before. Yeah, okay. Can we move on? Yeah, we can. Sorry about that. Well, you talk about now. This is the worst transition to Foofy ever. All right. So, <laughs> how about them Colts? <laughs> you know, Andrew Luck's a very rich man. Yeah, mm-hmm. good on him. Yeah. What's he gonna do with that? Buy another flip phone. <clears throat> yeah. Sweet. All right. So we're gonna transition into. <laughs> Our segment where we go further up, further in. We may have had too much beer. Uh, yeah, it's, not, it's only like it's probably not equal well, to two I've beers. Emptied, I've emptied. Okay, Michael's had two too and a half mine. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about Jesus. <laughs> Who thought? Literally, like literally. why Jesus? The question is, out of all the things that we could do with our lives, why do we choose to live a life around this dude? Who why, lived? why this story? Why this story? Why does it resonate with us? And it's something. The reason I brought it up is it's something that I've thought about over the like repeatedly over the years. Like, I know there's. Now here's the thing about this question is that obviously there's like geosocial factors. Yeah. That play a part yeah. in this. We were born in Indiana. Well, say we were born into this. Into story. a Christian. Into a Christian household raised by Christian parents. If my parents would have been Buddhist, I probably would have been Buddhist. Right. If you're born in India, you're you're probably Hindu. If you're born in China, you're probably you're born Buddhist. in Saudi Arabia. You're a Muslim. You're a Muslim. If you're born in Kentucky, so, you're a racist. <laughs> you know, la di da, la di da. As those things go. That's for so. Billy. So anyway, so there's a lot. Of, obviously, those things factor into all of this, and it's really. I think it's really hard to sort of disassociate ourselves from those things, even though. I want to try to do that tonight a little bit, and I guess my question is, you know, why? And I asked this on Facebook to, to the in the pub, and got a few responses. I want to actually read here in a little bit, but you know, why this story? Of all the, I mean, there's there's all kinds of stories all throughout the different religions, and they're all very similar. I mean, there's a lot of similarities yeah. between the teachings. There's a lot of similarities between, you know, ideas about creation and things like. I mean, all these different. All these sacred texts end up saying basically the same kind of thing. So why, for us, this story? Why do we find it so compelling? Easter, Christmas, <laughs> gifts, candy. <laughs> Boom, nailed it. Yep. <laughs> Michael's just about getting stuff. Now let's go to our feedback section. <laughs> I don't know. I guess um, I was thinking about this because that's the most prep I'm ever going to do for one of these. Uh, and uh, We know. I, I I was thinking about, and for I mean, obviously, a lot of it comes down to what you said that this was the story we were born into. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, um, 
I'm not saying that I follow Jesus for nostalgia purposes because that's ridiculous and stupid. Because the Jesus that I grew up with is not the same Jesus that I yeah, follow now. There's been, like, there's been a heavy amount of deconstruction. At this yeah, point. so yeah, we came back to the same thing. Literally, right, right. So why, mm-hmm. like, why when we jettisoned all of this, did mm-hmm. we come back to this? Yeah. Do you think Jesus was more like Mister Rogers or Chuck Norris? No, I don't think he was like either of those. Mm-hmm. Dang it. Sorry. Yeah. But he was kind of a dick sometimes. Like, maybe that's what resonates with me. Like, yeah. I, I guess you see, like, I, I, his, I, I think what it is is that after I deconstructed, I grew up with the, the, the God Jesus, the Jesus God, whatever you want to say, where he was divine. Um, and when I started deconstructing that, what I came back with was a much more human Jesus. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that when we say he's divine, what we mean is this Christ consciousness that was there from the beginning of the universe, available to all people of all time. This guy was like this sort of special manifestation of that reality yeah. in time and space. Yeah. And so for me now, the reason I've come back to it is seeing his humanity and realizing that what he was saying, the way of life that he was speaking of, he was saying, no, this is, this is accessible to you. Like, when we grew up, I, I, I know me personally, but I'm thinking all three of us especially, grew up with the life of Jesus was unattainable. Yeah. Like, how many times did you say in your life, Because you're broken. Right, but he's Jesus. Yeah. Meaning, like, well, yeah, he did that, but... He's Jesus. You know, love your enemies. Well, yeah, but he's Jesus. He has to. No, no, no. Like, yeah. he was human. Uses an excuse to not he had every, live like Jesus. He had every reason to fight back, every sort of reason to use violence. To the, the way the world works is by violence. And he had every avenue at his disposal to use that reality to accomplish his means. And he was like, no, no, that's not the yeah. way. But he also There's, has superpowers. Walked on water, healed people, <laughs> water into wine. Yeah. I would call him superpowers. So he was like an uglier Chris Angel. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> well, I was thinking <laughs> more like an, an, an uglier bearded Christopher Reeves, not in a wheelchair. Wow. What? Christopher Reeves really Superman. Superman. Yeah. But he was paralyzed. Yeah, I get it. But Michael, Jesus I'm just trying to process how shitty of a person Michael is. <laughs> it's, you don't need to. It's pretty bad. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I, for me, <clears throat> you the more I, when I read scripture now, when I read the gospels now, I see like you can almost sense. I, I I can't say you. I can almost sense in my bones that who Jesus actually was and what he like. You can almost sense his emotion. You can almost yeah. sense like yeah. when you really under start to understand his context. And realize just how applicable the stuff he said then is to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that to me is what it, it, that the, his story. The story is timeless. Yeah, like it happened in a certain time and place, but the truth that he was saying and he was speaking, they're just as relevant today, yeah. almost more so yeah. than they were then. Yeah, and that is that's amazing to me. It's just it's astounding. And, and you know, people talk about. When you get to talk about apologetics, which is just boring. Yeah, there's nothing worse than that. There's nothing worse than talking about apologetics. You should see him live. <laughs> them, that's a, them that's too. a deep cut for yeah, the 90s Christian culture. Yeah. Them too, exactly. Um, 
like when you when people talk about apologetics, they always talk about how well there's no way the story would have survived two thousand years if it wasn't true. And on one hand, I kind of write that off. It's like, well, that's not really proof. Yeah, I write that off because uh, Muhammad's stories have been around for quite a while. Too, yeah, I mean, claim that those aren't Buddhism has so been around like, even longer. So, right. like, yeah. However, there is some truth to that. There, there is some truth to the idea that there was something in, so entirely compelling about this guy, this guy from Nazareth, some thirty-year-old dude from Nazareth, doing what he did and saying what he said and living the way he lived, that it has survived two thousand years, and people still find that story utterly transformative and utterly compelling and and you know people who you, you, you hear stories of people who are in hotel rooms by themselves and they pick up a bible and they read it and it automatically just makes sense to them thanks Gideon <laughs> but I mean that there there's that it happens so like there's something about the story in scripture there's something about the bible there's something about this man Jesus in the gospels that people find utterly compelling still 2,000 years later yeah now again, you can say that about you can say that about Buddha, yeah. You can, you can. Yeah, I, it's weird because there's certain things about the about Buddhist teachings I find very compelling too. Yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities between what uh-huh. he was saying. They were both great spiritual teachers. They were both enlightened. Truth. They were yeah. both enlightened people. Yeah. So, a lot of what you're going to hear from both of them are very similar. But there's something about Jesus going. No, like the key to life is a detachment. It's actually just attachment to love. Mm-hmm. We had a discussion about this on the in the pastor's pub yesterday, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to me, like that when you when you see when you hear when you see the teachings of Jesus and you see how divided we are as in this world, more so now than ever. And in fact, it's glo- now that we're so global with the internet and everything where it hasn't brought us together. It's actually just driven us all apart mm-hmm. even further. Yeah. And you see Jesus going, right. If you love your enemies and you pray for those that persecute you, like that's the way to life. Yeah. And you see like, that is such the fact that that was said 2000 years ago. And you can look at that now and go, mm. my God, that makes yeah. sense. How are you going to love mm. Donald Trump? Right. And that's I'm, I'm wrestling with that right yeah. now. I really am. Like, I really, in all honesty, I cannot stand that man. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he is inhuman. I think he's a horrible person. Um, and I, I am literally, I'm trying to figure, I had a conversation on my Facebook page the other day about that. Mm-hmm. Somebody sort of tongue-in-cheek was like, because I, I put a quote from Richard Rohr. Um, oh, love is saying yes to what is. Yeah. And... Somebody put, what about Donald Trump? Like, oh. And I was thinking, you know, I'm glad that they said it jokingly, but yeah. I, I'm glad they said it. Yeah. Because what about Donald Trump? Like, and that's the thing, is that the story of Jesus to me is so amazing because it's at once, like, his teachings are at once a comfort and a profound discomfort. discomfort. Oh, absolutely. Like, and yeah. it never changes. Like, <clears throat> anytime that I feel like I've made it, that I feel like I've got it figured out... I, I, I'll yeah. read something of Jesus or somebody I'll, I'll hear something that was a, a teaching of Jesus or I'll read something in the Bible or even I just get like an inkling like if I'm driving in my car I just get I mean I guess 
to use the, what we, this, the language we grew up with, a nudging from the spirit or whatever, whatever it is. I don't know. <clears throat> and it'll just be like this profound sense of, ah, you, just, you haven't arrived. Because you're I, never going to arrive. That's happened, like, like, that's happened like three times this week to me, especially in regards to like how to deal with people that you just don't yes. like. For yes. three different occasions this week. I went to church for the first time in 14 months on Sunday. And GIF at Red Door talked about just what does it mean to do this kind of thing to these people who yeah. you don't like, who you're divided from because of your differences yeah. in opinion. How do you do that? And the book I was reading was saying the same thing. And there was some other, something else I read or heard that said the exact, it's like three times as we got punched in the face with this very idea of, yeah. you know, Jesus talks about loving your enemies and praying for those who persecute you and people who are against you. And like, I suck at it. And so I heard about it three different times this week. That's not an accident. I mean, and I feel like if the way I feel about certain groups of people, such as racists, bigots, yeah. and anybody who marginalizes people, yeah. the way I feel about them is probably just about as venomous as they feel about people yes. of a different yes. color. Right. People but you're, on, you're on the quote-unquote right side. Right, yeah. but they feel like they're on the right side. But exactly. they feel justified in what they feel, too. Exactly. So am I any better just no. because I may be a little bit more enlightened than they are, a little yeah. bit higher on the... On the um, food chain, not food chain. That's the word I'm looking for. Brain the, chain. Um, no, the spiral dynamics uh, memes. You're you're further. You're more clicks along the line than yeah, they are. But 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 does that make me any better than them if I'm hating on them no. the no. same way that they're hating on other people? No. Granted, I'm not going and burning people and right. holding up picket signs and yeah. all that crap. But I've got a podcast. We're talking shit about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is where I. Th- I well, now, now what do we do? <laughs> no, I think, I mean... This concludes the Inglorious Passage Podcast. We're done. Thanks for listening, folks. Well, just along those lines, a little off topic, but along those lines, like I was thinking the other day about, you know, we fire somebody into the sun. Mm-hmm. And I'm... Has it bothered you? It has. Yeah. Like, it's bothered me. <laughs> it's starting to bother me. Yeah. It's starting to bother me. I think for right now, I feel like it's important to get that darkness out there. Yeah. Our first person we fired into the sun was Donald Trump. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Episode one. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's important. Like, one of the things that I've done my whole life that most Christians do is they hide their darkness and they, like, act like it doesn't belong and say, so act like they like everybody when they don't. Yeah. We just are admitting openly that we really just don't like certain people mm-hmm. and we're firing yeah. them into the sun. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of these days we'll move past that, but at least we're acknowledging that darkness. Like, that's it's not just... Like, it isn't just a funny thing. That's almost a catharsis yeah. for Especially me. Especially about NASCAR and the Emoji Bible. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, we've done some harmless yeah. stuff like Jar Jar and Caillou, although, yeah. screw yeah. that kid. <laughs> Stupid bald bastard. Hoopy falls so into much. a well. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> and they can't rescue him because his fat head gets wedged in the well. Anyway. <laughs> but, like, seriously, I hate him with the intensity Hello, of the darkness, smile. So, <laughs> no, but seriously, um... I think for me, I, I have been getting almost more and more convicted about. I, don't, I hate the word convicted. That's such an old timey word. But like, is it on your heart? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, it's been on my heart for quite some time. Yeah, there's another one that I hate. But um, I guess, but there again, I think that's the to me for me the power of the Jesus story. Yeah, it continues to challenge me. Yeah. I've heard, like, in, in so many ways. I mean, I, my whole life I've been in church. My whole life I've read the Bible. or I went to four years of Bible college. And 
and studied and as a pastor and did so many teachings and all this stuff, you would think I would have had it figured out or heard it all or mm-hmm. and, and yet I can still there's still times where just I get almost whacked across the head yeah. with oh wow like yeah. I really need to like that is a challenge well, it's just, to me it's moving towards being enlightened and then whatever you want to call yeah, it and I, mm-hmm. and I think you know it's for the longest time I spent my my life going one of these days I'm going to get there and the more I real, older I get the more I realize no that's not the point well, you don't ever get there and part of being enlightened being is realizing you're not going to get there you're not going to get there there is no there. No, there's no there. Like, and that's the thing. Like, yeah. you know the and, and so I don't know. Just for me, and I think it really started to take off for me during my deconstruction phase. That I guess is in some way still going. Um, although I've, for the last few years, really been putting pieces back in place. Yeah. Um, when I really started studying the context, I was never taught context uh-huh. growing up. I was never taught context at a Bible college for God's sake. Yeah. Never taught context yeah. of maybe we should look at the context of Jesus and what he was saying and what was happening. When I first when I really started realizing that stuff, wow, like yeah. it came alive to me. And, I, and that's when I realized like I, there's so many things that challenge me. Um, in, in this guy, 2,000 years ago, still continues to speak to me in, in uh-huh. various ways, in weird ways, uh-huh. through other people, through the Bible, through I'm just randomly driving in my car, and I see something, and it triggers something in my head. Like, yeah. man, like, it always, for me, always comes back. And I know I, mm-hmm. I'm not dumb enough to, I totally realize that my upbringing has a lot to do with that, of why I came back to Jesus. But I could have easily jettisoned it. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people have. I mean, I mean Jettison Church. I mean, science Church. I couldn't give a shit. I mean, I, like I just be honest. I, mean, science, I don't Mike's, care. Science Mike's story. He jettisoned. Yeah, him, and then he came back to. I a have zero way. interest in church, but there's something about Jesus. Yeah, I just and everybody. And I'm sure there's Christians out there going, "Well, but he's you got to be part of his bride, or you don't." I don't. Whatever. Like, I am. It's on the pastor's. <laughs> I was just talking to this. I was just talking about to my wife about this today. We were talking in the car, and um. We were talking about this idea of why it's so compelling to follow Jesus, and we were talking about how she asked the question. I'm gonna, I don't, I can't remember the exact wording, but basically, the question along the lines of how much have we screwed it up by worshiping Jesus? And I was like, Yeah, you never asked for that. Yeah. yeah. Like worship has become a substitute for following. I did it my whole life, and I think for me, that's when Jesus became truly compelling. Is when I started going, Oh, I actually should follow him. Shit, that's a and really not, good thought. And he has yeah. no interest. Yeah, like, is. I mean, I want to walk into every church and, and with a T-shirt on that just says, "God doesn't need any of this," and Jesus never asked for it. Yeah, yeah. none of it. I have the cattle on a thousand hills. I don't need your sacrifice. I, I mean, it's, and Jesus never yeah. asked for any of that. Never, like, I mean, the church. The you church, mean Jesus doesn't like us waving flags? Right. I mean, dance around tambourines. <laughs> you know, like he hell? just doesn't need any of that. He doesn't yeah. need the songs. He doesn't need, and I, you know, whatever. Like. Never ask for any of that. Never ask for worship. And that we have turned worship into the goal. Mm-hmm. That we've substituted, we'll, we'll worship Jesus instead of following because it's a hell of a lot easier to do that. Yeah. I think because worship, can, I, I'm going to defend worship a little bit because I love I'm not worship. just, when I say worship, yeah. I'm not just talking about music. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think um, it that, I mean, it is, God doesn't need it, obviously. Like, he, he, away it's with your, your noisy yeah. hymns and away with, with yeah. your songs and um but it's more for us than it is for for yeah. But that's for never Jesus. framed that way in churches. Oh, for sure, it's not. Yeah. You need to do this for God. If you don't, you're right. going to hell. I mean, I was I led worship. Don't for five, next Sunday. I led worship for five years. I mean, the whole thing was you know we're 
lifting our hearts to God and we're singing these to God and we need to focus on God. Like T-Rex hands to Jesus. Yeah, T-Rex and for Christ. And so like you never... There was a time, and this is I think this was towards where I was burning out in ministry, where I was starting to realize, man, everything that we're doing right here is actually for us. And if we could just admit that, yeah. I think we'd be a lot better off. Yeah. But there was like this taboo in church. You couldn't even admit that what you were doing made you feel good or what, you, you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, that's a little off track, but, well, there's not really you know, I was telling, I was telling my wife that just for me, like. I don't really worship Jesus anymore. Like I think that Jesus, she she said Jesus has kind of become an idol mm-hmm. to the church um, instead of somebody think, to emulate and follow. I'm and, a little bit more okay with Jesus becoming an idol than the Bible becoming an idol. Well, there's that too, yeah. but um, I'm not sure I'm okay with either of them becoming an idol. Like because anything idol generally just gets in the way of God. Um, but I think Jesus leads the way to God, though. I, I would agree with that if you're talking about the correct Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, if you're... The white middle class Republican <laughs> right. Jesus. Right, yeah. So, I don't know. It's for me, that's just a... It's a very... It's such a compelling story because it continues to challenge me. Yeah. You know, and for me... Now that you've kind of said your piece. For me, the story's compelling, obviously. I, I would echo everything that you had said, but I would add to that also... There's there's a universality universality to it. Um, I think we've mispronounced like thirteen that, words tonight. <laughs> it looks I, the spelling is universality. 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 <laughs> um, there's a universal nature to the story. I, I and I feel like you know if you go all the way back to Genesis, a man being made in the image of God. If you start there, I feel like everyone is hardwired to sort of live this way. Love, compassion, mercy, forgiveness, etc. Those kind of things are, I feel like are ingrained in this. You have to learn how to hate somebody. You have to be taught that. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like you're born learning how to hate. You're born learning how to love, compassion. Like you have to, and there's some sense where you have to learn those things too. However, you have to be taught how to hate somebody. Actively taught. Yeah. I do think. I don't think our inclination to start to hate. Our inclination is to love and accept and be part of I think greed can slip in there pretty easily without much influence. There like, probably are some things. Yeah. However, you know, I think there are three I think there are even people <laughs> for real. Yeah. I think there are people who want nothing to do with religion who are living this way. Yeah. There there are people of other faiths that are living this way. There there are people of every race that are living this way. And I mean it goes back to the cosmic Christ, which we're gonna to have to talk we need to talk about that at some point here pretty soon probably. Um it's that cosmic Christ. It's that it's that thing that found flesh in Jesus and finds flesh in other religions as well. And I think that that to me is really a very compelling thing about that story is that there's people who are doing this. There's just a universal nature to it. Like it, people are doing love and compassion and forgiveness that aren't necessarily quote unquote yeah. followers yeah. of Jesus, but they're following Jesus as way. Like. The most Christian people I know are not Christian. Yes, right. Very much so. Uh, I mean, I would say very much the flip so. side of that, some of the worst things that have ever been said to me are by devout Christians. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, that's part of, you know, I would echo everything Brad said, but I would also say that there's just a universal nature to it that makes it really compelling. That you could, there are people who can follow it don't even know they're following it. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Because it's the right thing to do. It's the right way to yeah, live. I mean, he showed you. I mean, if Jesus did anything, he showed people. If you want a life that's that's full, this is what it looks like to be truly human. Full, whole, complete, at peace, full of joy. This is what you do. This is how you do it. Period. End of story. So that, for me, I guess that's where that's that's. You know, and I, I pondered this question. Let's say in an alternate universe where we are completely different people with completely different backgrounds and upbringings. I want to be David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Wait, drunk eating a burger on the floor, hate David Hasselhoff, or Baywatch David Hasselhoff? Um, probably drunk eating a hamburger <laughs> on the floor. That sounds fair. You're, you're about three-fourths of the you way. Got money. <laughs> you got money, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, in, an alter, in an alternate universe where we're completely different people with different backgrounds and upbringings, would we actively choose this story to define our life? I, I don't know if there's an answer to that, because, again, we don't live in alternate universes. We live in right. this universe. But, you know, would we actively choose this story, and why would we choose this story? And I guess that's, you know, do we find it compelling enough to choose it, even if we weren't brought up with it? And I think there's enough people that have not been brought up with it who say, oh, yeah, I, who are following it, who have sold out 100% to it or whatever yeah. you want to say, that I would think we would probably all say, well, Given the fact that we deserve to be enlightened beings, and probably that wouldn't have changed. Yeah, I think about even like just three de- three doors over. My, my neighbors growing up had kids about my age, a little bit older, and they were atheists mm-hmm, into yeah. science, you know. And it could have been that easy for me to be in that family versus the sure. family I'm in. I don't know. And, and that said, I don't know where those those kids are. I don't know where they're where they're at now. And, and um. But part of me says that I'd like to think that I would be, but part of me says, I don't know, man. If I was raised in a different religion, I don't know that I would, like, I'm pretty, pretty sold on the the thing I was fed as a child. Yeah. Does that mean that um, it was like, so I would gravitate to something else the same way? I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's any way to answer that. It's just like it's more of a thought experiment than anything. Yeah. But so let me read a couple of these answers on the pub. I answer, I ask this question on the pub, and I'm going to read a couple of them, a couple of short ones. Um, Sam Blair said, I find it compelling in that it's a narrative that is still being written. I think that's something that makes it significant, not just that it's something that happened, in parentheses, Jesus did these things and said those things, but that the same story goes both backward and forward. It doesn't end. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. Like, yeah, it, it, you're it kind continues of, to like beat my ass in like the best possible ways yeah um billy Patterson, buddy billy patterson um said it transcends all boundaries and constructs created by human dynamics even if you don't agree or believe it believe if it is real like it's it, there's a transcendent aspect to that whole to the whole story yeah i think it's what we point to when we talk about truth yeah and universe, so universal so true like regardless of, of any of the historical specifics it's so true yeah. like that it, it keeps happening over and over and over and over all throughout time. Yeah. You just get like, I mean, the way Robert Farrar Capon, who was one of my favorite theological influences, the way he describes is that, you know, the, the Christ, not Jesus, the Christ, uh-huh. he likens it to an iceberg, that it's been bolst- it's been sort of underneath all of history for all time. Mm-hmm. From the beginning of time, and it will be till the end of time, that this Christ has been there. And then at times, like an iceberg, it pokes its head above water. But most of it, for the all time, has been holding up all of human history. 
and and bolstering all of human history. But at times, you get these special manifestations of this Christ, yeah. this Christ consciousness. You see it. There's times in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. um, and then you you get this special manifestation of it in Jesus, in the man, in Jesus. the man Jesus. Um, yeah, God, we have to talk about. We, we need to because we've had like, people ask about yeah, it. We need to probably, probably, probably here like next week. Yeah. Probably so, need to do some research. Yeah, on that probably too. do some coherent. Read thoughts. a book. <laughs> I need to read. Yeah, but that but the, you know our our idea of the cosmic Christ sort of feeds our whole theology, like oh, how, sure. how we understand humanity, sure, how we understand other religions. It's changed everything for me. It absolutely yeah. has changed everything. Yeah, and that's a fairly new revelation for me, like mm-hmm. that understanding the difference between Jesus and the Christ. It's actually made me understand more of the New Testament. Yeah. Oh, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, because the writers all, like, I mean, Paul especially. The, the Christ, whole New the Testament Christ, points to it. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, the Christ, that wasn't his last name. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus H. Christ. Jesus H. Christ, right. The middle name, Harold. Yes, Jesus Harold <laughs> Who Christ. Knew? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, let's well, not get too far ahead of ourselves on that. We do need to talk about that. Yeah. But, like, the entire New Testament, once I realized what they meant by the Christ is like, oh my God. Yeah, it totally blows the, the whole thing open. Like, it like just, the way I read the New Testament now, it's not even the same mm-hmm. set of books I was reading as a kid. No, it's not. Yeah. So, and I, I guess, I don't know how to wrap this. Like, I feel like we have a lot of listeners who sort of are on, in different, I mean, everybody's in different places, obviously. I mean, we obviously have atheist listeners who don't buy into that story, and that's fine. Um, I guess my question is, you know, what what is there for people like that who are kind of on the, on a different side of things than, than those of us who grew up in this whole story. Like, what, yeah. I guess, what's the takeaway for them? And I don't know that I have an answer to it. I'm kind of throwing that out there. Maybe we, neither of you have an answer to it. You know, it, there, I feel like there needs to be a takeaway for them, and I don't know what that what that necessarily <laughs> is. Other than, other than, I think there's a lot of them that are already, like the conversations I've had with people online. Let me give you an example. Last night, I had a conversation with my neighbor, who I want to have on the podcast because she's absolutely fascinating. Um, she's a science teacher. Um, you know, grew up with some religious background, but basically chucked it and just said. So she and I are talking last night, and like, I think she thinks that I'm in a completely different place than she is, and we kept finding all these commonalities. Yeah, she would say something, and go, "Oh yeah, that's totally true. Like that's right on. Like I'm 100 percent on board with that." You know, we talk about the difference between, you know, the, the idea of when we grew up, you either had to believe in faith or you had to believe in science. You couldn't believe in both. You couldn't integrate those. And it's like, no, you absolutely can. She was saying she was saying that before I was, and I yeah. was like, yeah, that's dead on the money. So, like, well, I Richard Rohr talks Richard Rohr talks about it. This we're going back to the Christ again. Um, you know, in his mind, the first manifestation of the Christ was the Big Bang. Yeah, yeah. Like from the very be- like, let me just wrap your head around that shit yeah, for a few minutes, and you know what I mean. Well, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Right. Was God. I mean, there again, the entire everything, New everything has been created has been created through Him. You're right. And yeah, yeah. God, holy <laughs> God! I never heard that. Holy next crap, week, that's amazing. Next week on the Pastors Podcast, we're talking about the Christ, the Christ yeah, consciousness, I think cosmic Christ. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I like? Little Debbie's cosmic cupcakes. Those are delicious, actually. Or the cosmic brownies. Oh, oh. Sometimes I enjoy those more than the Christ. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Depends on the day. Hey, I'm just being honest. Depends yeah. on the day. If I yeah. want a brownie bad enough. Yeah. yeah so. But anyway, I, I think for our for our listeners who are who are not quote unquote Christian or whatever you want to call whatever it, that means. whatever that means, however you want to define that, 
I think the takeaway is that, like, I think I think most of us are, are the idea, the, the whole idea behind the Christ, sort of making Himself manifest in Jesus, is to show us how to be fully human. Yeah. And I think we all want that. I mean, all the conversations we've had online with people have been, we all want the same freaking thing. Yeah. I mean, we all want love and grace and compassion and mercy and justice and forgiveness and all these things that make us more alive. I think to answer the question, why Jesus? The answer is because it leads to a like if you look at Jesus and not his followers, um, it yeah, leads to a it leads to a better life. It yeah. leads to a better way of living with less hatred. Just his, just his way. It's not and again, we're not talking about like ascent into a certain like belief system or a certain like yeah. if you just look at Jesus His philosophies his, on how to live. Yes. Yeah. It leads to a better life. They're yeah. still crazy. And they're they're people, nuts. They don't they're people, people, like there's, there's still nothing, like there's nothing rational. What I mean about. by that is they're still Still revolutionary. Yeah. Like, it, you look at 2,000 years ago what was happening. It was so unbelievably revolutionary. And you look at what's going on now, and you're like, it still is. Yeah. There there are people who are Christian, Christ-like, who do not accept Christ. Oh, and sure. And they live that sure. life. Sure, sure. And, yeah, I don't I don't care if they would call themselves Christians or not. But I'm going to sure. say that that's a better way to Absolutely. live. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And I, and I think anything that, anything that leads towards more wholeness and completeness in humanity and in the world is Christ-like. Oh, sure. I mean, that's... Yeah. I don't care who does it. I yeah. don't care who says it. I don't care who writes it or reads it. Or I mean, it's it's just... You know, so I think it's a good place to stop. Yeah. All right. To be continued next week, Cosmic Christ coming at you like a... So now we have to do it because he mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. I'll work on it tomorrow. We well, said, Brad said... It came in like a wrecking ball. It came in like a wrecking ball. Just to sucker up for yeah, him. You're right. um, okay, so we do... Uh, we're you go can't with, see it, but Michael's swinging naked on it. The, the good news is he's not He's ball. not wearing a tank top and white panties. So <laughs> yes. 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 Next week on Glorious Bastards. We'll do it live. Um, so more, more reason to join the pub because you can see it live. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go into feedback. Um, That's good feedback. So we got some good feedback. We got three five star reviews. So I got to read all of them. It's yeah. pretty long. Yeah. Why are you guys not telling me this? Well, crap? it's better if I tell I, you on the show. So I go you know. to iTunes and look. Don't look. I wish you would. I don't troll iTunes know. all the time. I, like I, like, I know you like to know, but I like to get the fresh. Let me just say this: we have we are eight. Download short of 10,000 downloads, and that yeah. is freaking bonkers. Step up your game, Vermont. <laughs> All right, so let's read some podcasts. This one is from uh, Sister Gross, which I believe is a, um, a pub supporter. Ah, yes. From the Pastor's Pub. She, she is now, yes. Um, she, her, it's titled, um, I Don't Know When Slash Where to Listen. I love listening to the past, or I love listening to the podcast while I run. Oh, I already botched it. I love listening I, to podcasts. Can we teach him to read? I, like, he, struggles, he struggles every week with reading. I'm not even sure how I even came across the pastored, um, but I thank the Lord that I did. I just listened to all 17 episodes so far. <laughs> My problem is I don't know when slash where I can honestly truly listen to them. I tried listening to them while I run and had to stop on multiple occasions because I was doubled over with laughter. (laughs) I can't listen to them at work because they make me laugh out loud and too many distractions that I can't give them my full attention that I want. And I can't listen to them them in the car because I laugh so much I practically cry that I'm afraid I'm going to crash my car. Oh, and Matt, I hate old people too, especially on the interstate. (laughs) Uh, The humor and banter between these three... And their guests is incredible. 
but the insight and spiritual wisdom they offer up is on point. I just marathoned through 17 episodes and can't wait for the next one to come out. And but but while I wait, I will go back and listen to them again to really sit and reflect on the points they make. They express they express what I have been feeling for years and then unable to express myself. Thank you. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you it. very much. Yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Stop it. Stop it right now. Um, all right. The, the next... Is this your fault? I think this is your yeah, fault. Is. Didn't you start this? Yeah, I did. This is all your fault. Well, I didn't start it. He I did say it was the best theme song. Yeah. Um, the next one is called Irreverent and Thoughtful by At Singing Pastor. But I don't think it's At Singing Pastor on Twitter. I no. looked it up. This looks like it's the same dude. No. Um, some of the early banter is over the top, but then I'm just old. F-U-F-I content is always excellent. Good luck, guys. So when you hear over the top, do you think of Sly Stallone or is it just me? Oh, man. Did arm do, wrestling? Did arm wrestling? Oh, that movie sucked. Oh, man. I Didn't watched freaking Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hulk Hogan was in one of the Rocky movies, right? Oh, I've seen that movie at least five times. Hard. Over the top? Yeah. With my, my cousin really loved Over the Top. Wow, that's sad. Yeah. That's over the Top sad. is like a movie he used in wrestling. I know wrestling. what over the top means, Michael. Well, I understand the concept of me watching top. it five times is not over the what top. What was the wrestling movie you were obsessed with in high school? Vision not Quest. Jelly Quest. That was freaking uh, Matthew Modine, baby. Right. I love that Vision movie. Quest. That had that's. I bought the journey. The journey. Yeah, you did. Because of that, that. Yeah, movie. you did. Yeah. I've never seen it. That's pretty good. It, no, no, it's thanks. not. It <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't hold not, up. Well. Does not. I guarantee that movie doesn't hold up. I'll tell you what doesn't hold up, and and people can shoot me for this. I'm sure they will because we're doing a podcast you say in Ferris Indiana. Bueller, we're not friends. Not Ferris Bueller. Okay. That does tell that. Uh, um, what's the breaking away? Oh no! Why is that? No. Okay, it, I, I like that movie because because you yeah. watched it as a child. It filmed no, in I liked it because it was filmed in Bloomington. It's yeah. cool to see Bloomington. I'm like, hey, I know where that is. Hey, I know where yeah, that is. Yeah. It doesn't hold up. It's I, I wouldn't call it awesome. It's cinema. painful. Yeah. Painful. The acting's a little stilted. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next one. And I, I have no idea who this next can one I, can is. Can I read from. this one just for a change? Yeah, go for it. Right, good. Can Since you do it with a lift? <laughs> I'm kidding. I go for it. Jeez. This one is called Hang This Review in the Fridge by Long Drives. Uh, listening to this podcast is like being stuck at the Obviously, dinner table. You're not a golfer. <laughs> Sorry. Listening to this podcast is like being stuck at the dinner table with your entire family. Hilarious. <laughs> Actually, sure that's a good thing. Wait. wait. Hilarious. <laughs> Aggravating, can't wait for it to end, and wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Michael reminds me of my mom, says all the wrong things at all the right times. Hashtag guilted into this review. Hashtag families are forever. Hashtag blessed. I don't know. It says families are forever, but I don't know who in my family even listens to this. I don't know. That's pretty awesome. I can't imagine anybody in your family listens to this. No, I don't imagine anybody in your family listens to this. No, they don't. I can almost guarantee they don't. Families are forever, so, though. Anyway, thank you for that. We appreciate that. And friends and friends forever. Oh, my God. You can't say a damn thing. You can't thing. say anything. Nothing. Nothing. You can say we're positive. Do you remember, do you remember that, bro? His brain is like an absolute soup of shitty music. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's Michael's whale mouth. It is an alphabet soup of shitty is, music. It is. Well, you remember Brandon, he said it's like a minefield. Like, you can't you say can't. anything. You, you really can't. You have to tiptoe around everything he's going to sing about. Well, sometimes so. you guys, like Wrecking Ball, you have Okay, it. I like, teed that up. Okay. Good Lord. And admittedly, like, I, I, admittedly I teed up Uranus, so. Well, you know. <laughs> Hashtag teed up Uranus. But just the tip. 
Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Good. All right, so let's go into uh, uh, Twitter feedback. Speaking of can't wait for uh, it to end. At Bros. be done with this? At Bros Bible. Uh, Bros Bible Beer. The pot people bought us all yep. the beer. They said, uh, at Pastor's Podcast, I thought Pastor's, I thought, hashtag Pastor's Prayer Chain had a shot. <laughs> Great we episode. did miss some opportunities, I think. Great episode per usual. Hashtag alternative pastor hashtags. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, feel free to send us. I like people are creating their own hashtags. Yes. That's awesome. Um, a religion critic uh, said, "Hashtag pets on steroids." <laughs> I miss roll call. Brett here. Jermaine here. <laughs> hashtag hip hop apotamus and uh, hashtag pastors podcast. So I did buy my son um, uh, hungry hungry hippos for his birthday. Yeah. And he believes in the hip hop apotamus. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> Uh, and then Danae uh, Crumwine, um, who crab cakes. gave us the crab Those cakes. Those were so good, good, man. Yeah. She said that her lush cat would prefer prefer beer, to which she posted a, an Instagram photo um, from like almost a year ago of her cat drinking beer. Awesome. <laughs> hashtag cat lady status. Hashtag no shame. Hashtag cats drinking beer. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's that's our feedback. If you uh, let's start go to hashtags. Closing time, real okay. quick. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You'll get it dozens of minutes before mm-hmm. everyone else. Support us on Patreon. Uh, if you want to be in the Pastors Pub, go to www.patreon.com. Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. It's getting really, really good. Yeah, like yeah. we have atheists. We have. But we've had really. It, it's really interesting because. What I, I was telling my wife today, what I love about it is that, like, everybody is in a different place. Yeah. Like, with the church, with God, with spirituality, with whatever. Like, everybody's in different space. So, and unlike, anytime there's a post, like, all these different viewpoints come out. And it's just really yeah, interesting. Unlike, some I agree with, some I don't. Unlike it's Facebook like, regular, it, it doesn't get... No. It doesn't get nasty. No. It doesn't get nasty. So... so it's uh, it's it's really good. There's a lot of restraint. There's a lot of. Uh, a lot of res- it's just mutual respect. Yeah. So um, we're all trying to we're all trying to find something. Yeah, so. it's really good. Great conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally a dollar a month gets you in. I mean, um, just we'll take more. Patreon.com/slash/pastorspodcast. We would just love to see you in there. So for shizzle. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go to a the hashtag I've section. Got five. Oh my gosh, I've got six. What do you got? Hashtag something about Uranus. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I got hashtag uh, to get to Uranus. I've got hashtag Uranus jokes. Okay. Uh, that's, hashtag, that's probably... Hashtag it. Michael's tea bags. <laughs> um, hashtag... hashtag just Michael tea bags. <laughs> no. <they're not>. We, <laughs> we don't, no, we we don't, don't want to see that like, hashtag. Uh, uh, and Michael's honey holes would be Michael's tea bags. We don't want to see where that, that no, rabbit No, that leads. rabbit trail goes bad. Hashtag uh, Ugly Chris Angel. I got hashtag Ugly Chris okay. Angel, too. Uh, hashtag uh, teed up Uranus. Can we do Jesus is Ugly Chris Angel? That's too, yeah. way, That's too way too long. That's way too long. It's probably too long. Um, so I have uh, hashtag Rogers, verse, Rogers v. Norris. Mr. Rogers versus Mr. Norris. Which one's Jesus no. more like? Um, hashtag how you going to love Trump. Um, hashtag fall into a well. <laughs> and hashtag T-Rexing for Jesus. Ooh, that's too long, but I like it. T-Rex for Jesus isn't that bad. I thought I should take something about Uranus. <laughs> that, that's kind of that's like, got to be a dirty one, though. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with that. I say hashtag Ugly Chris Angel. 
I do like that one too. We both had that one. On our yeah, list. we did. We'll we'll go with coin. Do Let's go with that. We both had it. Let's go with that. Okay. That All seems right. like it's Ugly divinely Chris, inspired. But it's Chris. It's C R I S S. C R I S S. Yeah. Oh gosh. C R I S S. I used to watch that show when he had. I am the mind freak. There's no reality. I am. How does he know that? The second best. How does he know the worst of that freaking song, man? Like. It you like it's literally like it's amazing. It's like a nineties. It's like a nineties like pop never, culture freaking Rain Man. I went through a phase where I watched that show all the time. I couldn't have told you one word about that too. Wait, uh, like hashtag nineties Rain Man. <laughs> that, that that might be a winner. Maybe it should be nineties because that's you, that's what yeah. you are. You're a nineties. Pop culture rain man. Let's go with 90s rain man. I'm going to drop 90s. some toothpicks on the floor and see if we can immediately <laughs> count them. No, you have to drop like like contemporary Christian music on the floor and he'll be able to tell you every That's song. That's Audio Adrenaline. <laughs> That's Newsboys. That's Michael W. Smith. That Michael is 90s rain That's man. PFR. That's almost That's... too long. Just do 90s rain man. All right, 90s, 90s rain man. 90s All right, 90s rain man. Use the hashtag. Uh, fun fact about Chris Angel. Um, my wife and I on our honeymoon went and saw Chris Angel. Did you go to the show? I swear. Was it a mind freak? Uh, it was it was a mind. Are we doing nine zero S nineties Rain Man? Yeah, nine zero okay. S. Right, Rain Man. Um, yeah, so I saw it on my honeymoon. Mm, I also cool. saw uh, the Hangover on my honeymoon. That was a good in concept. Las Vegas. That I was a really I honeymooned funny movie, in Las man. Vegas and watched a movie about Las Vegas. You know, I've never seen the Hangover. Are you serious? What? I don't know why I haven't. I the other ones were pretty weak, but the first one was amazing. I've just never seen yeah. it. I don't know why. Dude, when he freaking tases him, <laughs> holy crap! Uh, yeah. When he jumps out of the trunk of the car. Yeah, that too. Yeah, good stuff. So good. All right, so follow us on social media on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. Oh, uh, at Polly named Brad. <laughs> at Polly named Matt. Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Thank you, Scott Trickle and Nathan Miller West for your uh, things to the, the things that you, I don't know what you guys are doing. For your contributions to the website. They're getting more beer. All right. Yep. Yep. I'm going to fire somebody into the sun. And I totally thought that, like, Somebody I was gonna fire into the sun. I think we might have already fired into the sun, so oh. I'm just gonna wing it. Oh, wow. sweet! So, Interesting. Oh wow! Oh, and of course, you know, I didn't actually cue up the music, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that up real quick. Let me <laughs> need to talk about typewriter maintenance for a couple minutes while you're doing that. Um, <laughs> let's talk about. No, no we're, we're not. No, that. stop about it. And me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? All right, yep, do it. All right, here we go. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Walmart! <laughs> Super centers. <laughs> we have not done that? No. We haven't done Walmart. No, we haven't done Walmart yet. <laughs>